All right, there's only four ACC games this weekend, but they are four good ones nonetheless. Four great opportunities to earn some money. Syracuse is trying to make sure they are not fool's gold and they want you to cash in as they potentially beat NC State. There's some other teams, though, that are trying to make some upsets happen. Can they cover the spread? That'll be the biggest question of today with Jersey Drake from Locked On Simmons. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Drizzy Drake of Locked on Seminoles podcast. Each and every Friday, we try to bring you the best bets here around the ACC. It's football season. We had ACC tip-off this week, and we'll talk about that next week and get you ready for what should be a really exciting basketball season. But for now, we're going to stick with the football and have those conversations there. Today's episode of Locked on ACC is sponsored by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchups between our four. We have four great matchups here, rather, that we're going to talk about today right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love to try today. All right, friends, listen. Four games before good games beyond the Miami Virginia Tech game. And I think that's still going to be a good game because it might just be a best of the worst kind of situation when it comes to the coastal. I mean, Virginia Tech is battling for Virginia for the bottom spot. Miami's trying to find their place, but it's looking real grim. Like it's it's gonna be a doozy. And it's gonna be in Blacksburg. So crazier things have happened. This might be Virginia Tech Super Bowl. It might be, but also like it is. It would be nice to Miami for to win this game because right now Miami has paid eighty million dollars for a new <laughs> head coach and don't have a Power Five win yet at all in the season. Wow! Did you listen? Did you listen to Alabama yesterday? Oh, did trust me, him? I did. Oh yeah, trust me. I, I listen. I every. I listen. I love the show. I listen to it throughout the week to make sure that I don't repeat myself. But also, I do love the you know crap love the Hurricanes fans. That's kind of <laughs> rant. I love doing that. But yeah, I mean, like, listen, Mandy is leading the number six defense in the country right now. Penn State. Listen. Y'all might be texting Mandias real quick right now because uh, stuff does not look good right now, right now at the University of Coral Gables. Mandy would never come back. He can't. He can't possibly. Oh, absolutely not. The way he left and just he would he would never. There, I mean, there's coaches that come back. Mac Brown came back. People come back, but I think that Mandy one is just like sour, sour, sour. Oh no, but he's also a former Florida State Seminole. Even though he, I mean, he was, you know, as grass isn't there. But overall, yeah, this is a game that Miami needs to win. That they should win. And I know it's over in Lane Stadium, but. It's not at night, which is actually probably helpful for y'all. It's on Saturday at 1230, so it might be on Bravo, Reality TV, True TV, because your logo holds no weight anymore. But to me, Miami, my seven is where the line is at right now. You should take that and also take the under four, six and a half, because I do think Miami's talented on defense. I think TVD kind of found something last week against UNC. While UNC's defense isn't great, you still threw for a 500 yards. That's probably is a good sign for things to come. So for me, take Miami minus seven. Take the under four six and a half because I do not trust Grant Wells for anything. So, <laughs> well, it is on ESPN three, so it is on still a you know name brand if you want to watch it. Trace, which means you're going to have to dig through your TV and your internet and try and find it and watch it on your computer most likely if you have that plan. But another, nonetheless, I don't think Grant Wells is going to outperform Miami's defense despite it being you know a pretty good challenge for the Hurricanes or even for. 
uh, Grant Wells. I do think that Tyler Van Dyke has showed us something. And for all the people that were squawking about Mario Cristobal and his ability to coach up a QB, like that was progress that made you say, okay. And this game is definitely going to have him slicing and dicing. Let's be honest. He's going to, he's going to go for yards. I'm going to say it's honestly more Josh Gaddis. I mean, I think that Mar- I think Josh Gaddis is more the reason why you kind of see TV to kind of be a little more comfortable because, mm. I mean, we talked about on the show here that Mark Cristobal, when he had Justin Herbert at Oregon, he did limit him a lot actually over there. And we meet with TVD. He also found that wide receivers to catch and play the ball. Colby Young was a kid that they didn't have initially holding on, and he actually scored two touchdowns in that game. So now TVD is finally having players around him. And then also this is a game where, to me, the running back is going to put a show on. Because we saw Izzy Ab- Abanaconda last week literally was just a man-possessed all game. And to me, that's where you'll see Henry Paris and Jalen Knighton are probably going to be the main focus of the attack today. And that's from Josh Gass from over being at Michigan with Blake Corum. That's where you see most of the points scored here. And also, the under, I think, has been in four of the past five Virginia Tech games. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of a rock fight this game. Whoop, there it is. All right, let's touch base here with an Atlantic Division matchup, NC State. Syracuse, two top 25 teams, number 15, NC State faces off against number 18, Syracuse. At 3.30 on ACC Network, currently Syracuse is favored to win this game, which the only reason you truly say that is because Devin Leary is not going to be behind uh, center. Candice, what was the one thing that you said about uh, Syracuse coming in this year? Uh, that I like Dino Babers? I can't remember. I said so many things. He said a lot of things. So one, so one of the things was also that he liked Dino Babers a lot, but it's also it's mainly Garrett Trayer's team to basically he has to move forward with that. And none of us really on here were big, his biggest fans. And this percent. year, he kind of he's kind of showed out overall. And then also with <laughs> NC State, their run defense is very good. They've had, they've only allowed I think 500 plus yards to actually run, to rushing us as a whole. However, 48 percent of those yards are from quarterbacks. Yeah. Last year, Garrett Schrader was one of the more dynamic running quarterbacks because, as, as I call him last year, he was the slowest, fast guy alive because, for some reason, no one wants to tackle him, but he's a big, lumbering dude. He's sneaky fast. I know you hate that phrase with sneaky athletic. What, what was the phrase you tweeted about the other day? Sneaky athletic. I can't stand it. Yeah, but Garrett Schrader is sneaky fast. I'll, I'll put it that way instead. But to I'll me, it's a game that you, it's going to be. He's Josh Allen fast. Like He's Mitch Busey fast. What's the other boy? He's Daniel Jones fast. Mr. Jones, are you, hey, Mr. Jones is for Mr. Jones is killing it right now in the NFL. Shout out to your Giants right now, and uh, head coach Brian Dable. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Killing, they're killing it. They're killing it. But to me, Garrett Schrader, this is a new Dino Babers offense with a new OC from Virginia that basically allowed them to be comfortable. And to me, I saw Jake Chambers last week against Florida State. One, that's why I'm still extremely irritated by that loss because Jake Chambers didn't even complete the one pass he threw. That was one. Com- sorry, Jack. Jack Chambers, sorry. The attorney, no. Jack Chambers. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Mr. Chambers, Mr. Chambers did not, uh, he didn't complete a pass. He caught one for negative five yards. And this is a kid that basically, Tim Beck's offense is already really bad. And you wasn't able to be super successful with Devin Leary. With Mr. Come Chambers. on, really bad. Oh, my goodness. You're letting, you letting the chopper spray today. Oh, it's, it's Friday. I do not care. It is Friday after a long work week. After a long damn work week. So, Short, long story short, take Syracuse. Syracuse is going to cover this game overall. And to me, I think it'll be just behind Sean, uh, Sean Tucker, who's been on a bye week, and also Garrett Schrafer with some much-needed rest. Yeah, I ho- I'm hoping that uh, Sean Tucker doesn't get solid up in the backfield. But I know that defense, they know they have to have an extra spark this game. But on the flip side of that, everyone says Syracuse hasn't played anybody. Not anyone of substance where they should be nervous. I think Purdue was a great you know, Purdue game. Team. 
Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. But I also think this NC State team is really good. And if they still want an opportunity to win the Atlantic Division, they have to win this one. And the fact that Syracuse could potentially go up 6-0 and after this is just wild. Like, you can't tell me Dino is not coach of the year. I don't care what nobody say. Pick to be last in the whole conference, and now you're fighting for the top of the Atlantic Division at that? Man. Give that man his flowers. Dino El Bambino, because we are still in Hispanic Heritage Month. But listen, also with NC State, this year, they're 0-2 on the road against the spread. And yeah. the, the Carrier Dome, which is now the JMW Wireless Dome, that's not an easy place to play. I'm just going to leave it right there yeah. with that. Yeah. When did that, cha- when did that name change? I think oh, it was either this year or last year. Oh, shoot. Okay. Let me find, look, let me find out something. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. Listen, guys, I'm going to take, I would have to say, Miami this go because I think that it's going to be a great opportunity for Tyler Van Dyke to get higher than 200 and a half passing yards against the Hokies. Probably more than 200. Probably going to be on the closer side to three to four because he is certainly trending in the right direction. I'm going to take Syracuse over NC State because I think that despite being the not being underdog, Syracuse is just ready to dominate and you know, NC State's they need a quarterback bad. So make sure you guys check out underdog college football fantasy. Sign up with promo code locked on. And underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. $10, no, that's $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Get in on college football pick'em action today. We're rocking and rolling with Jersey Drake here of Locked On Seminoles podcast. And each and every Friday, we give you the best bets from the ACC. And we got four games on here. We talked about two, but the last two that we want to go over are pretty important for Jersey Drake and myself, really. Clemson and Florida State. Florida State coming off of that head-scratching loss against the Wolfpack last week. But at 7.30 on ABC, they have opportunity to do something no one has done yet this season, and that is beat the Clemson Tigers. I think they can do it. Why not I think, them? I think they can, but I don't think they will. Um, What's the status of Jared and uh, your boys on defense? Uh, Jared Verse is probably, I think, still going to be a full go. Uh, he didn't, he played a lot more snaps against NC State than he did for against Wake Forest because remember mm-hmm. I think he only played the second half against Wake Forest. Yeah, Maybe Love is still out. Fabian Lovett, to me, is the heart and soul of that defense, that man. He is legitimately a people mover. That He's probably the most has the most functional strength I've seen along the defensive line in a very long time in a Florida State uniform. And then Jared Verse, to me, when we look, Fable will be back probably for the Georgia Tech or the Miami game in about a few weeks. But to me, that's where we're going to win the game because we need to be able to somewhat disrupt and get DJU uncomfortable. That's the one thing we haven't really seen overall. And the offensive line for Clemson actually has grown a lot more. Like mm-hmm. they're a decent, solid offensive line, but the bad DJU hasn't had a bad game yet. And we can look at Georgia Tech. It was sort of not a great game, but also I remember watching the game and then you see it like his wide receivers are dropping everything. <laughs> yeah, they, they were not helping him. Yeah. They were not helping him. And to me, this is a game where it's October, shocktober. Things get spooky at this time of year. Okay. But my only concern is I can't, in good faith and conscience, after watching the second half against NC State, say this defense is going to be able to, one, score a lot of points, and two, 
somehow fend off the Avengers of that defensive line because apparently everyone that's been here for Clemson is back. Brian Brzee, KJ Henry, Xavier Thomas. They're bringing back three corners and two more safeties. I'm like, oh, so everyone's healthy for our game. That's amazing. So and apparently also someone in Vegas knows something I don't because Clemson right now is only favored by three and a half points. I took this at the... what. I was going to say, do you think this means it's going to be closer than people think? Like, it's actually going to be a close game? Or do you think Clemson's going to take care of business? Um, I think they're going to win. I th- uh, To me, I have it more as like a 27 to 20 kind of game. I think that's like maybe, maybe like a touchdown. Because I will say we still don't trust a field goal kicker, even though I will say in Norvell's defense. Let me tell you why. No. Okay, okay, okay. He is 30% on the year against FBS teams. He was three of nine heading into NC State. And he missed two extra points last week against, the week before against Wake. And so do you think that he took him out just because he buffed that little punt um, return, like the little kick he ran over the line? Do you think that oh, that was the reason why he gave well, that, up on it? Well, that's a different person. That's a different person. So he just said, he said, F all the special teams. He said, y'all good. I'm good for the night. Thank you so much. I I think the way he saw the game going around, this is where one thing I talked about with Dave overall is that in the second half, I don't know why Mike gets really tight and really conservative and not, I'm trying to keep PG here. He is soft as heck when it comes to basically when you have a lead. It's like, oh my God, I did not know we we're going to have the lead for this game overall because that's kind of how he felt the game, the game plan was calling. And you see Jordan, Jordan was getting extremely frustrated. I mean, the first half, he played great. He had five separate drops from our receivers on third down conversions. The second half, we saw 2020 Jordan Travis. That was some of the worst half of football I've seen him play ever since basically he's been here. So nah, to me, Jordan for, Jordan for Heisman. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, ma'am, I know you've been getting a lot of hate, a lot of stuff from FSU fans. And you know what? They're yeah. a rowdy bunch. And I love every single one of them, but sometimes they do push a little bit too far because they really, <laughs> it's called football. But overall, to me, I think if the FSU can win this game, there is definitely an avenue to win this game. But for right now, after seeing what I saw against the second half and then also seeing how basically Clemson's entire defense, how strong they are, how basically they're literally the Monstars, the, the League of Evil, the, the Avengers overall, <laughs> I'm going to take Clemson minus three and a half here and take the over 51 because one thing about Dabo Sweeney, he hates Florida State. Ever since we beat him 51 to 14 back in 2013, he makes a point to run the score up on us. Oh my goodness. Well, my biggest thing is like, okay, let's say let's shake things up a bit. Florida State starts to win the first. They're in they're leading the first half. Mike Norvell is gonna get a tight wad at home. Like you don't think he's gonna be able to relax. I don't because he hasn't shown him to me yet. I can't say I can't say he will until he does. I mean, we saw against LSU, yeah. like because sometimes he gets way too cuny over things, certain things. Mm-hmm. One thing I've said at knowledge here is Mike Novell is learning on the job at a Power Five program. Our, for one of our first shows before we joined Lockdown was, buddy, this isn't Memphis. This isn't basically where you're from originally. There's a different standard here. It's different. You're playing against different people. You can't out athlete everybody else because everyone else mm-hmm. has the same athletes as you or better. So until he shows me he can make those adjustments, and I can, I think he can because you see at Memphis he had very aggressive play calling with a Tony Pollard, a, a, a Antonio Gibson, Daryl Henderson. Like you see the fun play style there. I want to see that for a full damn game because right now against NC State was a prime example of how bad it could get. So to me, Clemson has an opportunity to kind of, you know, buck that trend. But how do we feel about the run run games? I think Trayshawn Ward until I feel like are going to have good games. But with this line, are they going to get solid up in the backfield? Are they even going to be able to – is Jordan Travis even going to be able to have effective checkdowns or all the like? Like, is it going to be just one of those games? Is he going to have to try and air it out? Because then, oh, yeah. 
that's he's gonna have to try. He's gonna have to try and air it out mainly because I think we're gonna have to move the pocket a little more with him. One thing we haven't seen all year is them like Jordan only rushed the ball seven times against NC State, and they were all in the first half, and we were effective the first half because he was able to move. And this offensive line, we didn't bring back Robert Scott. He actually looks very, very good overall. The line actually was serviceable enough against NC State to win the game, mm-hmm. but also like Trey, you're saying, Trayshawn Ward, he's out. We oh, lost him on the. We lost him in the first drive against NC State, and that kind of also what changes with the play call. And because Trey Benson yeah. is not the same, Lawrence Tofili is not the same either. Because Trayshawn Ward, he's a he's formerly a preferred walk on folks. That kid has elite vision and elite patience. He doesn't have the home run speed, but that kid is tough as nails to bring down too. He's out, out like he out for the rest of the season, or what? We just won game, going game by game. What's the deal? I think he'll be back for Miami. Everybody coming back from Miami. I guess Listen, that, must that, be, that you, might be y'all Super Bowl while you playing. And no, our Super Bowl, ma'am, Miami is struggling right now to hit their win total, which, folks, we told you to take the under eight and a half. And right now, the next game they lose, we cash them money. I don't cash it. I have to give it to Candace because of Duke, but you know what I'm saying. Speaking of the Blue Devils, so glad you brought them up. That is a perfect segue into the final game of the ACC deck for week seven. North Carolina faces off against the Blue Devils at Durham. Well, is it at Wallace Wade? That should I say? 8 p.m. on ACC Network. ACC Network racking it up today. Okay, period. And Carolina currently had his favorite seven and a half. But I think the Blue Devils are going to upset these guys. I just I have a feeling because UNC is currently ahead of the coastal, and they don't know how to have nice things. So it's just not <laughs> going to happen for us. I'm just I got to prepare my spirit because I'm gonna say I'm different. You know, you know, I want six games. However, we can get it. I want Duke to get six games. I need my money on time. So I just I want the Blue Devils to go ahead and get six. But not with Carolina. Like I would I don't want it to be the Tar Heels, but just something in my something is giving me Carolina's gonna wait the bed. It's gonna be one like defensive play that changes the game. Drake May is gonna have like a really freshman game. Like it's just giving not good vibes. I want domination, but I just I'm not feeling domination right now. I don't know why. That's actually what I was going to ask you, like with Drake May, because last week kind of saw how his second half, he looked like every bit as the freshman, as you know, often he should on an away game, even though Miami only has, I think, 50 fans that go to their games. So overall, how has Drake May been on road games on the season? Yeah, he's been well. Like, first of all, let's let's be honest here. Drake May literally put up, what, 45 or whatever it was versus, um, what was my team? Appalachian State, like my dog knows how to be in the trenches. He knows how at the end of the day to try and pull out wins when needed. When he had to face off against Georgia State, he had to come from behind and try and figure that one out. So my guy knows how to step up in big ways. Now, don't be the hero in a rivalry matchup. That's my biggest thing. You know you've been talking junk this whole time, and you'll see, you'll get your first taste of that rivalry energy during the UNC-Duke game. We know you'll see it later on against UNC and NC State. That's probably the one where – I just hope that boy does not get hurt because of all the things he said during this past season. Now, say all that said, I'm very confident in Drake May. Am I confident in the offensive line? They've gotten better, sure. Am I confident in that defense? Child, don't let Riley Leonard look like a Heisman candidate out there. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be embarrassed. I mean, I will say that the defense overall for UNC, they did only limit Miami to 24 points. Now, whether that's Miami's defense. Yeah, they they looked improved, and like even Miami looked yeah. improved as an offense overall. So kind of you see them both improve. See, Kane fans, I can be nice to you sometimes, but to me with Duke, <laughs> Duke is also suffering from a lot of injuries too. That basically we're not going to hear about till game time too. So we don't know yeah. if they're fully with their personnel. And to me though, this game, I think you're right. I think seven points in a rivalry game. It's going to be at Wallace Wade Stadium. 
going to be about 60 degrees with crosswinds at five miles an hour. So basically, you're going to probably be towing the rock a little more than you kind of want to and leaving the ball at Drake May's hands. So I will take UNC to win this game. But Duke has made me a lot of money this year taking them, except for the past two weeks. But I'm going to go right with them anyway still. I think Duke will cover this game at plus seven. And the over-under right now is six, six and a half. I'll take it down, down notch a little bit. I think the under actually is a better play here. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, at the end of the day, I'm just hoping that it's a good game. I'm hoping that the horses stay in the stable. We figure out ways to just freaking get it done. I would love the Tar Heels to win because everyone knows I'm a Tar Heel. Like, I don't know if there's confusion, but let me just be clear, you know, all the Twitter's out here, but I do love Duke football. I'm not going to lie. I love Mike Elko. I can't help myself. It just, it's just what it is. So either way it goes, I think there's, there's a great opportunity for some good ball all weekend. Week seven, your best bets here with Drizzy Drake in the building. All that to say, we're almost halfway through, Drake. We really are in the thick of what would be leadership in terms of, as it stands, it would be Clemson and North Carolina in the championship. My Lord, what two very different teams. You have a good quarterback. That would be be some fun quarterback play. Drake May versus that Clemson defense would make me cry. I just, poor boy. Pobrecito. I I would now wish that I'm my worst enemy because that, uh, yeah, like I would, I made a joke earlier this week that I think we need to get Jordan Travis an NIL deal with like some life insurance policy because (laughs) no, and no offensive line. And you made a comment earlier this, uh, earlier this week about basically, I think what some commenters said that Clemson's defensive line would be average, I think, in the SEC. Listen, Mm -hmm. FSU played an SEC defensive line. LSU was one of the top three. They held their own. Clemson's the best defensive line in the damn country. They would smoke everybody, every SEC's offensive line. I really don't want to hear that nonsense here. Yeah, every I feel like college football has been very college footballing this year. Like, there's been no team where I've been like, "Who? Yeah, horses. Like, they got all the horses on the table. They look untouchable. Like, everyone looks like they have a little scared. Maybe Ohio State's probably the only one, but even then, like, everyone looks like they have a little." Slight flaws, slight flaws. But Clemson, I think right now, can dominate just about anybody. They'll be in the college football conversation for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think the old team probably, they would probably be dogs against is maybe Alabama and then also maybe yeah. Georgia. But then even Georgia isn't looking that great right now the past two weeks because that's the best not true quarterback. But hey, that's me. Hey, we love we love a non-true quarterback around here. Georgia Drake, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Can you please remind the folks of where they can find you, follow your work? You can find me at tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my co-host Dave Wise at FSU Knowles. I'm not going to make the age joke this week because he's on vacation, but you can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous, basically where we engage with our fans, get themes for episodes, also get our questions for our man tour on Mondays. As always, we're fans first, people second, and Connor Creators third. And uh, Miami, if you lose this game, I'll be extremely happy because, like I said, the under, waiting on the win total. We need, we need one more L from y'all this weekend. One more L. That's all it takes. Guys, come back on Monday. We'll have Good, Bad, and Ugly with Kitten and Giz of Locked on Wolfpack Podcast. And more than that, we'll talk to you about some of the ACC basketball schools, both men and women's, as we get excited for what should be a really good year for ACC hoops all the way around. The Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake. Until next time.